Can and should we separate the art from the artist when evaluating a work of art, particularly ones made by bad people? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking peoples, thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, and courageable encourager. And with me as always is my, uh, hmm, let me see, is my contagiously creative co-host. Very well done. Thank right you. off the cuff. <laughs> there you go. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and... Um, I'm thinking of how to say this. And, uh, someone careful, with an abundance careful. of false humility. There you go. Okay, I'll, I'll roll with that. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Yes. And uh, today we are talking about can you separate the art or can and should you separate the mm. art from the artist? So as of late, there have been a lot of talk about can we separate uh a bad artist or a contemptible artist from a great piece of work that they've done. Mm. They, this has been a kind of a question that was in academia for a long time with the new critics in the 19th and 20th centuries starting to talk about the fact that the, um, that authors were irrelevant to judging a work, which sort of got taken by postmodernists in the 20th century with the whole death of the author phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> But of course, in recent days, when people are talking about that, what they're really talking about is in the wake of things like the Me Too movement, where you had the scandals about all of these great filmmakers who turned out to be, you know, very abusive people. Giant creeps. Giant creeps, yes. <laughs> you say with Harvey Weinstein. And recently you've had, and then of course you've had the resurgence of the Woody Allen conversation. Mm. And then you have, you know, you know, on and on. It's just been going on more and more scandals about people who people come out and say, actually, this person was abusive to me on set. So that's something that in the film world, but in the art world in general, people are having that conversation. And can we enjoy their art after these allegations? That's the thing out? is what happens when there's something that you have, someone you have loved as an artist for years, decades, they have made your life better by enjoying their work. They've made, in some ways, people said they've made us a better person by enjoying their work. Can you still enjoy them when you know all these things about them? So, Nathan, as somebody who is an artist, appreciates art, and has the annoying habit of being a moral person as well. <laughs> I'm just pre-canceled right now. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. Pre-canceled, horrible person, good person. Yeah. Yes. Um, what do you think? Can, should we separate the art from the artist? And if so, how? This is, I always say this, this is an interesting question. Um, but you're always right. Yeah. Because we don't pick the topic. If it's not an interesting question. <laughs> well, I... I've actually struggled this with this and have continued struggled uh, struggling with this uh, concept for quite a while because I am actually a fan and uh, like you mentioned a second ago I'm a fan of artists and I have been for decades and years and years and years that in the past few years have come out um, with allegations against them and really repugnant behavior and um and so it's been an interesting thing for me can i still enjoy these tv shows these comedy specials yeah. uh these movies these books by people i now know um really really are um 
uh, I don't know how to say it, but have exhibited really terrible behavior. Yeah. And that's a difficult place for me, especially, and I want to touch on this a little bit too. This has eked its, eked its way. It is, it is front and center into the Christian world. Sure. Yes. Um, and, you know, um, I don't want to name too many names, but I think many of us know if we're familiar with this world, both pastors and apologists yep. um, and huge uh, Christian leaders, both Catholic, Christian, Protestant, everything. Um, and this in the past few years have fallen in huge, huge ways that have yeah. really let down a lot of people. And one of the questions I heard recently from um, uh, from a few people who were going to a church in which a l- very large megachurch pastor fell is, were my experiences real? Were, yeah. did, were the times that I experienced God and learned from this person, were they real? Because all the while they seemed to be faking it and, and, um, and it wasn't even authentic to who they were. They were just saying things. And I had this real experience. Was it even, did it even matter? Cause it came from this right. person. And that goes to even the secular art that we experience that it really affects us and it teaches us and it, and it, um, uh, it, it, it comforts us and connects with us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we find that we're being comforted and connected to by a really repugnant yeah. person or a person to, I, I don't want to be too judgmental, but a person who displays really repugnant behavior. Right. I mean, in some cases, we can say people we would describe as monsters. Yes. Maybe not in all cases, but in some cases, we can describe them. And as Christians, we believe they're still made in the image of God. And God loves them, and, and forgiveness and redemption should be um, an, an option, at least in the eyes of God. But how that looks publicly is a whole different podcast. Right. Exactly. Uh, yes, but, yes. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, I wish I had a more firm answer, and I really don't because... There are, I guess for me, there's levels. And I don't know if that's even fair where I'm like, sure. well, it wasn't that bad. I can still enjoy it. But then sure. there's some people. Um, are you sure saying that not all sins are equal? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. That's a controversial yeah, statement yeah, in the Christian community. Yes, yeah. But I guess personally, and this is very personal. This is not sure, objectively. Yeah. This is not what I say is right or wrong. But for me, it, it comes down to a level. It You know, did this person... Did they own up to what they did? Um, was it where was it on the level of badness? Sure. And yeah. that's a very personal thing. And I don't usually like to speak anecdotally, but that's generally how I find myself engaging with art um, made by people who uh, have done terrible things. And so usually it comes down to, um, yeah, my own feelings about what they did and how bad it was. And I don't think that's necessarily the best way. By sure, the way. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just what I found myself doing. So this is a really difficult question. And I ask myself as an artist all the time, too. And as someone who writes books, particularly books from a faith-based point of view, right. that claims that I have a connection to God and that yeah. there's a way to live, I'm constantly evaluating my behavior and going, oh my goodness, I've written, an, I wrote a book called Good man so now you like, have to be a good man yeah exactly because otherwise you every action everything i take that you say and guess what i want to be a good man well, yeah. i try to be a good man but i am a sinful fallible human being right. which comes into play too and so a lot of times as i was writing the book good man trying to tell people what a good man looks like i would you know sin or mess up or fall and i'm, I'm going i shouldn't be writing this right book. yeah yeah and so it's interesting to me when people when i get a letter from someone who's read the book and like i'm so encouraged you're who i want my sons to grow up to be blah 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 blah. i'm going are you sure, are you sure? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not who i want my sons to grow exactly, up to be. exactly <laughs> yeah I, i'm still someone who is on this journey of figuring out and i have messed up in huge ways so part of me has grace and the people who have messed up but part of me goes no we need standards i don't know i'm just mumbling now but these are it's, a lot it's of the good thoughts. mumbles no you actually made an intro you've made several interesting points that i want to touch on i think that you know, first of all, let's, uh, you know, start at the most basic. I think that I don't know anybody who can totally separate the art from the artist. Yes. In Because, you know, anytime, even the people who like, because I have friends who are strong advocates for death of the author, where it's like, mm. okay. Explain once, that a little bit. Too. Okay. So the idea is, so the new critics, and they went on to the, the, 
postmoderns who said that, okay, we want to be able to evaluate art irrespective of what the artist was like. Because we can't- In a vacuum. Yes, in a vacuum, because we can't get inside the artist's head, okay. really. And so if we're going to have any way of sort of scientifically like judging uh, art and understanding it, then we're going to have to separate the art from the artist yes. in that way. Okay. And then the postmodern said, like, okay, it's took a bit further and it said that it's only about the art, the art work of art, and then your subjective experience of it. it has nothing to do with the artist's intent Precisely. or the artist's behavior, whatever it is. It's, right, exactly. The art lives entirely uniquely Precisely. from the artist. It's, okay. you know, it's like, okay, the, you know, the, the, the artist had a child and the child is exists. It's just there. Gotcha. And it has nothing to do with, with, with the artist. And I have a lot of friends who, who are big advocates, well, at least some friends who are big advocates of them. Mm. The problem is even when I have conversations with them, they still sort of use words about like, okay, this is what it was meant to do. Yeah. This is what it's meant to do, say, meant to say. And the other thing is, it, but when they're not doing that, it all becomes sort of a part of the subjective experience where, where we can't actually have anything in common about it. Anytime you talk about art in a way that has any sort of objectivity to it, where we can come together about what the art really is and really means, there's some part of it that has to do with the artist. The conversation comes yeah. around with the artist. And even gets like, I use the analogy of children, like any, even to talk to, have a relationship with a child, a person, any person, you eventually get to, oh, what their parents were like and yes. how that affected them. And we and wish we could live in a vacuum, but right. we don't. And that's the thing is that the 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 postmodern interpretation of art has actually fallen out of favor in favor of the new classicists mm. who are now saying like, okay, the context in which something is created matters. Actually matters, yeah. So I think that that's the first thing is that, I, is that even people who have theories that we should separate the artist, art from the artist completely, I don't know anybody who actually can do that yeah. or does do that. Interesting, okay. So now the second thing about it is, I think that you do talk about like there, there are certain like levels. I think that we all sort of acknowledge that to a certain degree, not only mm -hmm. just where, like how bad was the thing that somebody did, but also to what degree were they involved in a project? Because mm. see, I can watch, I mean, The Lord of the Rings was produced by Harvey Weinstein. I forgot that. And the thing oh, is, wow. you know, so <laughs> like, but the thing is his involvement in it was Hey, I this sounds like a good idea. I'll give money, you know, to it to help it get made. Well, you and I have talked about this before. I, I thought a while ago about how Harvey Weinstein was the perfect guy um, to hate because he was never the artist behind exactly. the product. He was a funder, so right. we could very easily throw him out of society without affecting any of the things that we truly we actually love. Care about yeah, it. we exactly. can still like Lord of the Rings because he didn't write it, he didn't act exactly. in it or film it. Exactly, he was just the guy who funded it, so it's easier. But what happens when our favorite actors or directors or writers? And that's that's the thing is that you know, like also to me, someone like Kevin Spacey is a little bit easier because mm. he's an actor and he's doing a great performance. But he's still, you know, as Chris Pratt said, being sort of an elaborate prop, you know, for the the spirit of the 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 writer who's doing it. And he, you know, is also always playing evil people anyway. I was gonna say, what was playing serial killers? Chris Evans, and, and God forbid, yeah. what, if Chris, Chris Pratt, yeah, yeah or the, Evans, exactly. Well, Chris Evans specifically, oh, yeah, because, because he's Captain America, he's good, yes. he's moral. How could you watch Captain America knowing what he does? Knowing what he does. Well, see, that's, that's, and that's, that is a difficult, that is a difficult thing. But that's what gets even harder for somebody against like, for someone like Woody Allen is even like more difficult because he is the writer, the creator. The, you know, the yes. person who it's, so when he tells a story and we're inspired by that story, we realize that the thing that we're being inspired by is, is him, is him. Yeah. And some of the darkness in his heart. And we're like, is that, and I, another thing I always say, like, is, you know, there's a range of interpretations to any art. Yeah. And once, just like there's any range of interpretations to like something, if we have a conversation and yeah. I say something and it's like, 
you can take it, you know, there's a range of interpretations and you, you understand what I'm saying partly based on who I am. Yes. And so when we do that, we are, we say, okay, the art has narrowed a little bit. Mm. And so I think that that is a difficult thing because you are absorbing partly part of who that person is. Well, it's interesting that um, talking about this and I'm thinking back through the, the art that I've loved created by people yeah. who turn out to be canceled for whatever, maybe very often good reasons. And it's interesting how very often in their artwork, they are telling you <laughs> yes, their own particular struggles yes. or, or dark uh, proclivities in their artwork. You know, right. there's a comic I, I really liked for a long time. He's, he's philosophical and deep and interesting and funny and silly. And I really enjoyed his stuff for a long time. But he had really, really crass, crass jokes yeah. about a particular sexual thing. Yep. And we used to kind of laugh it off. Ha, ha, ha. He's yeah. just being ridiculous. And it turns out he was Me Too'd. For this particular thing that he's consistently referencing right. in his so he, comedy, he told us he told what us. he was like, and that's in a lot of um, filmmakers. Yes, you, you see, they're they the subject matter that they include in their films. We can kind of oh, it's societally okay. We don't because it's not totally filled out. It's not in the whole context right. of what they're yeah. doing behind the scenes. And they might just tell you a little bit, but now watching their art again, you can't ignore it. You right. see their behavior attached to their art. You see them right. attached to their art. <laughs> that, and yes. that makes it much harder to even enjoy. Right, exactly. Because every time we see, again, every time you see Woody Allen with a much younger woman, you don't just think, okay, these are these characters doing things. It's like, no, he's expressing something that it seems he actually did. Yeah. You know, so that it becomes, you can't divorce it from real world consequences anymore. Mm. Um, I think there's a, there's a few other things involved here. One is, another thing I find is how people talk about this. And I had this conversation with a good friend of mine, um, which is that, we are incredibly subjective about what kind of things we can enjoy and not enjoy. I was about this. to bring this up. I was, <laughs> That's because you're so smart. Well, wait, great mind, think like, <laughs> yes. I've literally noticed in the past, I don't know, month to what well, really the past few years, how the people who are screaming the loudest to cancel a particular artist or thing are usually screaming at an artist outside of their subgroup. Right. Or yes. a piece of art outside of their subgroup, something they understand less so they can cancel it more easily without having the personal or even just artistic ramifications in their oh, own world. Right. But when, so that's an interesting thing to me. And then when someone does the exact same thing in their world, it's interesting to watch Hollywood yeah. totally. You know, I, I remember it was called out a while ago at the Oscars. There was a, a direct, very famous Oscar winning director who'd been found to do some terrible things uh -huh. to young women. And I mean, to, to the point where if he comes back to the United States, he's going to be. Arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't come and back. Yeah. <laughs> he got a, a standing ovation. Yeah. Um, at the Oscars when someone mentioned his name or something, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th and these are the, the same people standing with the same people who were talking about um, so uh, vehemently the Me Too movement a year right. or two later. Yeah. And so it is interesting how we think we don't have any bias, but really we do, especially when the art or the artwork or the artist is inside of something we right. have more context and understand about. Like, you know, uh, my friend was talking about how, and he was, he was being very honest about this, but he was like, he says, I, I believe the allegations, you know, against Woody Allen, but I don't have a problem watching Woody Allen films. It doesn't hurt mm. me. But it is he, but he's like, he's Jewish and so he can't watch a Mel Gibson film. Interesting. Mel Gibson, you know, the anti-Semitism, anti it yeah. colors all. So it's like, it's the thing is, it's the stuff that affects us in our identity groups. Yes. That typically are, is the things that we can't handle. And, and so I think that that's, I think that's worth admitting. 
Yes. Even, even if that doesn't tell us what we should do. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to be hypocritical. Just right. acknowledge your hypocrisy. Right. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's, like, it's one of the things like can or should and should we. Um, the other thing I think is a couple of things that I think is that we have to have levels because, you know, we believe that everybody is, is deep down a horrible person in yeah. many ways. Correct. And so if we <laughs> didn't have any, you know, have any artists that, um, you know, you know, we're sinless as Christians would yeah. say, there would be no artists, there would be no art. Yes. But that is separate from, okay, there's certain things where it's like, ah, uh, that's, that's not okay. And also certain things where it's separate from the fact that, um, that the people as individuals need to face consequences for their behavior. So yeah. for example, you know, Kevin Spacey got taken off of all the money in the world, you know, once the allegations against him found out yeah. and he's not getting any more roles is a separate thing from, can we still watch old movies that have Kevin Spacey? In them? The, yeah. Those are two different things. And it is definitely hard um, to figure out, but I, to your point, if I, I think one, as you have heard me say, I was a big proponent of the Me Too movement yep. uh, in large part, not every instance, not everything, sure. but I did think there were terrible things going on in Hollywood. Things that I, you know, I yeah, you saw them personally over a decade ago before anyone said anything. I would hear these rumors and these stories and watch them happen in front of me to friends of mine. Um, and, you know, as a, as someone who has zero clout there as a young actor, yeah. you felt very powerless and especially the victims of these felt very powerless. So I was glad to see some accountability coming to Hollywood yeah. in a world um, that so desperately needed it and very often pat itself on his back for their moral. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. No, and literally so, like the, we, was it like a couple of years before they came out with spotlight, which was about, Oh, look at those weird Christians again, looking outside your own group. Exactly. Giving some innovations to Which ironically own. was part of the message of spotlight, which is it takes an outsider. It can't be somebody within the community, but we're all, we're all, we're all like that. Yes. But it is. So this is good. My, my yes. intent to say it is good to hold, actions accountable, um, to not sweep things under the rug, to ask for a more and better and healthier society right. and behavior from people, especially ones in power. Um, that being said, we need to be careful that we don't drift into moralism sure. here yeah. because it, it is very easy. Humans are intrinsically religious, I believe. Yeah. And we want a grid of morality uh, through which we see the world so we can understand how to live and how not to live, what to do, what not to do. But, um, but there will come how do I say this? It It is a slippery slope here. Right. Well, we were drift into, you cannot make art or enjoy art unless the artist was perfect. Right. And if you look throughout history, any artist, any great artist um, or, or just humanity, you're going to have a tough time finding a perfect person, right. much less a perfect artist. Right. And so for me, it's kind of like, I'm interested to see where people draw the line. Yes. And that's the really important thing. And it's weird because everyone's line is different. We're trying yeah. to society as, as a culture draw the line together mutually that is right, right here but really that hasn't been done well no, no we're, can decide. We're, we're, we're drawing the line outside our tribes i dare you to step over this line yes and so you know i don't know it is tough because i'm always going to enjoy art and i will always know that the artist is imperfect right and i think that that's an interesting point i think so as we like to talk about several people on this podcast a lot, one of them obviously is C.S. Lewis. Another one we keep bringing up is St. Augustine. And mm. what's interesting is that St. Augustine had a long time apologetics feud with, um, oh, I'm going to butcher their name, the Dotonists. Um, Probably. Which was, yeah. That sounds about <laughs> so right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Which was a, a sect that had broken off of the Catholic Church. Mm. And because 
the there was a scandal in the priesthood. And they said priests that were involved in the scandal, their sacraments are meaningless. Their sacraments wow. are, are not valid. They don't like their marriages are invalid. Their, you know, their baptisms are invalid. Wow. And you know, St. Augustine had this long standing back and forth argument over like, you know, years hmm. um, it, where he was arguing is this, that just because the church is God's church doesn't mean a that it is a place that's not does it's not full of sinners yes but also the fact that the um that the 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 priests are bad people does not mean that the sacraments themselves are not holy well our friend uh lou um a friend friend of the show i can't remember exactly what i'm gonna botch it so please forgive me yeah. and these are not his words i'm trying <laughs> to remember his words yeah but it's, not, it's something about broken vessels will yeah. still get beautiful wine through or whatever right. it is or, well, and you see this i mean you know one of the well many people consider it maybe one of the greatest movies of all time uh, amadeus <laughs> And that was sort of the whole central conflict of Amadeus is that you have someone who is an upstanding moral person who makes inferior art to the person who is yeah. an immoral person. Interesting. And that becomes, and of course, then the self-righteousness of the moral person ends up turning into a much more immoral person. Yeah. But, and that's, that's the sort of thing we, we always know that great art can be done by bad people. And you kind of question, well, how can that be? First of all, yeah. how can, you know, Jesus says, you know, you'll know a tree by its fruit. Mm. And so if that's true, then like, how is it bad people can create good fruit? And one of the things I think about is this is there's this old joke that I really love that I'm bored all my friends with by now, but I'll just let you guys know because I don't think I've done it on this podcast yet, which is of a group of scientists who go up to God and say, Hey, God, great news. We don't need you anymore. We can do everything you can do. We figured out how to create life. And God said, Oh, that's great. I'd like to hear that. And he says, Show me. And they said, Okay, great. Um, we'll just take this dust over here. And he says, Wait, hold on get your own dust. Mm. And the thing is that any time that we as artists create something, we're creating it out of something God has already made. Yes. And the thing is that, yes, the evil that's in our hearts um, is in our art, but we're in order to make any art, we have to use something that God has made. And so the beautiful thing that you see in the art that you love, if they are a monster, it's not them it's not their evil that you're loving. That you're loving. Mm. It's the thing that they saw in the world that God made that they thought was beautiful that they were able to share with you. That's the thing that well, you and, love. And what humans are no good at, and I include, yeah, yeah. And I include myself mostly in that, yeah. um, is we're not good at nuance. And, <laughs> nope, um, not so, even a little bit. <laughs> and especially nowadays, we basically see that if someone has sinned or done something evil, that they are a monolith of dark That's the evil. only thing about them. That's the yeah. only thing that exists. Yeah. And listen, I, I hate what Harvey Weinstein did. Sure, yeah. I hate what he did, but I still know he's human and that sure. there's still something good in there because he's creating the in image of God. And so while he did terrible, terrible things, I still believe that in every person, even at having done terrible things, there is still um, somewhere, maybe it's, it's, it, it's fractured and it's, yeah. and it's, it's hidden, it's pushed, it's buried, but there is still this small light that is of God. So, so that's another way of, of putting it or another way of another angle on that is that Everybody has the image of God in them. Yeah. And so whatever is beautiful that you saw in there. You were seeing that. You were seeing the image of God in them. Well, and that's, and um, I do want to touch on just more practically. We went Please. high. Yes. Now, I want to talk low. Let's do it. We spoke a little bit about um, basically who does and doesn't get canceled and whose art we're allowed to enjoy. Right. For, yes. Uh, guilt for and who are not. And, and about this line, this cultural yes. line. 
And so how do we find a good cultural line? What What is a cultural line? How do we yeah. do that? What is the, and you know, it's interesting to watch. Um, there are some people who do things and they come out, but it's like, yeah, but they were young or, you know, sure. it was um, Mark Wahlberg speaks yeah. very openly um, about uh, his past as a young kid sure. and doing terrible, terrible things. I don't remember, recall them, but he speaks openly about it, his regret of it and his, yeah. his sorrow and his growth, growth past it. And he's not been canceled. Because he chose to walk on a wild side. Right. right. Even though the things he did as a kid will get someone canceled now. Right. But part of it, I think, is openness. Have they, have they yeah. looked at it, acknowledged it, um, you know, basically the very Christian yeah. thing and owned up and tried to uh, rectify right. their things. But where is the line? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really difficult question, but very often these things happen around sexual issues. Right. And we know intrinsically, even if culture says, oh, sex is nothing, it's not yeah. no big deal. We know intrinsically it's not, and it does affect people deeply and can hurt them. And so that is one of the kind of the big sins yeah. of how much damage did it actually do to people. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, I mean, I think that it, did they um, maliciously even is worse, but even like non-maliciously, you know, actively abuse and harm other people? Did yeah. they do it continuously? And did they, are they, you know, continuing sort of to um, profit off of abusing people? Mm, I think yeah. is, I mean, I think that, you know, it's like there's the first level canceling, which is, okay, we know people are doing bad things right now. Yeah. Let's stop them. Yes. And then there's the thing of, okay, they've been doing this for years and show no remorse and they're getting away with it. I think it's, that's the thing is, that, you know, somebody in power abusing other people and mm -hmm. abusing that power. It's like, okay, they should be taken out of power. Yes. I think that's a, that's a sort of solution oriented thing where it's like, okay, if somebody's abusing power, they should be taken out of power to the degree that they are actively harming people physically, psychologically yeah. in those kind of ways. Um, I think that- So where's the line? So I think, I think that, I don't know. I think that this gets into discussion. I think, I mean, you know, there's like, there's different things. Like there's murder, there's rape. Well, it's interesting because like, you know, I was thinking about the other day, there's a very famous apologist who, who I won't mention by name, but it's, it's, it's rocking the Christian world right, right now. Yes. Cause this, this man was known for being gentle and kind and sharing the gospel in the most yeah. loving, intelligent ways. And it turns out he was doing terrible things across decades to yeah. multiple, multiple people abusing his power. Um, some of you were even saying this rape. I need to read. I don't know exactly everything that happened, but it's, it's terrible, terrible things. And I was thinking he is now his, his, whole reputation yeah. his whole <laughs> legacy is gone because of these things but i also know pastors who are addicted to porn right and if we found out we'd be like oh that's too bad but he can it's okay he's human sure yeah. so at what point do we cease being human and being and that's excellent and deserving Actually, they, of having our legacy destroyed? they brought this up on the uh was it the holy post podcast the phil Fisher mm -hmm. one that same question i think that and i see i think that i mean for me partly there is, and I know that this is so trendy sort of to say, I think that there is something about, special about, you have power over somebody else and they can't get away from you oh, in that regard. Interesting. That it's, and it came from the art you're creating. And it came from the your art power you're creating. It's rooted it's in It's rooted your in art. that your art gave you power over somebody else because there is one thing, as horrible as porn is, and horrible it is for yourself and or for other people, there's still a level of consent involved in that transaction. Mm. And so you are not a you are not for the other person can leave. And yes. in this case, people a lot of the things in the Me Too movement or the things in uh, these religious communities, the person you're talking about, these people either through 
literal force or simply through influence that they got through their art or the could not leave if they coercion, wanted to. Black coercion. Yeah. I think coercion is the big thing. And the part of the whole idea of canceling is removing their ability to coerce people into doing things they don't want to do anymore. Yes. I think that that's, that is sort of where the line is. Or me. even celebrating them to a degree where other people think they can do the same thing. And yes. Oh, that's, an that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Because th this apologist has now passed away. Yes. But I think the reason that people are being really strong in this is because we're saying, no, you, you do can't not do get to do this yes. and still be a, a beloved person. Right. In fact, that whenever I go to quote people or say my favorite things, I feel more safe quoting people like C.S. Lewis because he's gone. Sure, and I don't yeah. have to worry about his behavior <laughs> yeah. ever again. Yes, and so good. there's many modern authors and people I love, but I, I hesitate in I loving them too much <laughs> yes. because I'm worried. Wait, are they gonna are they gonna have a scandal? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. That's I'll start. I'll, I'll I'll start quoting you after yeah. you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's my hope that I leave enough stuff behind that people can quote me when I'm dead and it's safe too. Exactly. Hopefully it'll be safe. Too. But it is interesting. I do hope that this all causes us to not just look at look at all these terrible people right and i can't do their but causes us to go what am i creating what am i benefiting off? right and what how have my actions affected people and what are my actions leading me to that's what i get practical in terms of from the other end is like when is it moral to enjoy art created by an artist mm. and when is it not you know i think that i mean you know, uh, I think that start out with like we sort of talk about how people are sort of hypocritical about it. Yeah, and I think that I, you should come at it from a point of like non-judgmentalism for other people for the most sure, part. Sure, sure. Where it's like, look, if if like you know, I have certain things that really are triggering for me. Yeah, and so like, okay, you know, I, I the the you know, if somebody said something, you know, I don't really don't like a person, it makes it hard for me to enjoy their art sometimes. Yeah. But I also don't judge other people for if it doesn't bother them as much and yeah. they can still enjoy them. So I think there's a certain degree of that, but where should our sort of line be as moral people? Are there certain things that, that are worse, that are horrible and you really can't be a moral person and enjoy that art anymore? Scripture says we're all fallen, right? Yes. The smallest sin. Yes. But I do think there are sins actions destructive actions that's what i'm using yeah. that definition of some destructive actions that have a larger um uh breadth of uh, of negative ramification right so the things that i look at that really make it hard for me to enjoy someone's art again one typically when someone messes up if, if alcoholism or whatever it might be sure. that's something they do to themselves i know that sure, um, yeah. there are of course there's course collateral damage but it's something that's done to themselves right. but when it and, and we've all done those things, but when it starts being directly done to someone else and specifically when it involves, cause I'm a Christian, I believe in, in, uh, being free freedom is something that God offers and wants us. And when you take someone else's freedom away, yeah. um, whether it's sexually, whether it's abusive, well, I don't know what it might be or, or to a child who isn't yeah. old enough to understand, um, and you take advantage of their, their not fully realized freedom right. yet. Um, those things are really big to me. And I look at how and how uh, measurable their negative effects are right. or, or was. And so for me, it it is people who take advantage or take away people's freedom. Yeah. And by I don't mean freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, their agency, their humanity. Right. Yeah. And so when people denigrate someone else's humanity. Yeah. Um, and, and especially if it's against their will, that's something I cannot support. Right. And that, we didn't even talk about that. Even if you enjoy it, can you support it? Yeah, give money. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's a whole other. We won't get lost in the rabbit yeah. trail, but it's it's really difficult for me 
I don't know the line and it's definitely case by case yeah. basis. I wish I had a firmer one, but those are kind of the things yeah. I look at. Did this person actively and how long this person yeah. actively and for a long time use their power, use their influence to take away people's humanity, their agency, yeah. their freedom um, in a way that caused lasting harm. Yeah. And even if I love their artwork, that's something that very often, even I'm, again, I'm not judging anyone else. I can't like it's not even enjoyable for right. me at that point. And it's actually really difficult no, to yeah, engage with it. No, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, you know, people like they're certain, you know, I think for me, it's most hard to enjoy art made by artists when the things that that artist did illuminate ways in which the art itself is celebrating. That's a good way thing. to say it. Like we talked about earlier, when you right. see little pieces of them. Right. And it's like, you know, again, mm. for regardless of what right. you think, like, you know, I mean, regardless of your point of view on the Michael Jackson thing, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I can't, listening to, you know, I know uh, the Man in the Mirror song, I don't hear anything in there that's yeah. abusive. Or thriller. Or, it, or thriller, things like that. It's I, not about his typical, what, whether, I don't know anything about this. I haven't done research. I, I love I, not doing I research. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's so great not to yeah. do research, yes. But, but yeah, in general, you're saying essentially, if you find that whatever the artist is accused of, if you find there a defense or you have a glorification right. or a celebration it's, in that destructive behavior, that's when you can't take part in. Right, I mean, it's like, you know, Chinatown is sort of a celebration of nihilism and like, oh, mm. evil wins in the end. Yeah. And so it's like, hmm, well, I don't know. Like there's yeah. there's something in there, but you know, there's certain other things, but I don't know, sometimes there's something so bad. It's like, it's very difficult to watch the Cosby show now as wholesome as that yes, is. absolutely. And so like, there is a line, it's like, it can be so horrible that it's hard to watch something. Yeah. Um, the uh because that's you know that's not a kevin spacey thing he's always portraying horrible people it's yeah. like oh that genuineness that goodness that i saw i can't believe it i anymore. can't believe it anymore i can't buy it anymore. yeah so i think that there's you know is do you see the evil that the person did in the art i think and is the mm. art therefore you can see now in a way you hadn't been for celebrating that evil i think is the line where it's like if you can still enjoy that maybe there's something wrong with you. I could be wrong about that. Again, this is a very speculative it's episode. Case to case. It's yeah. case to case basis, obviously. But if, you, if you're if you taking pleasure in the thing that caused people in their lives so much destruction, right? and that, that piece of art is actually going and encouraging right. um, and perhaps getting more of this behavior that was destructive. Right, yeah. And that's what we've, we've talked before about how like, you know, to discern, okay, when is an art, piece of artwork encouraging evil mm. versus not encouraging evil. And that's always sort of the line. If, if this thing is celebrating evil, it's art that you really shouldn't well, and enjoy. The big one recently was Marilyn Manson. Right. And like, yes. And yeah. it was really yeah. Now people are angry at him. He's always had people angry at this or that, but now we're canceling him for real. Right. Yeah. It's like, have you listened to his music for the past? Right. And I'm not saying he's not deep or intelligent. I know I have friends who really enjoy him and some, and some of the things that he has said, but over, I mean, he literally lived Right. In his music, his, his brand was celebrating evil. Right. And so that is something I couldn't listen to. Like, wait, he actually meant it? <laughs> that that mindset yeah. and that that whole philosophy that he had that that was written into his music actually is affecting other people's mindset and philosophies, which could actually cause the negative behavior that he exhibited in people who listen to his intake part in his art. Right. Uh, in their worlds. Does so, that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think sort of for, for me at the end of the day, the, you know, Leo Toy, Tolstoy wrote, you know, the book, What is Art? Partly in response to what he saw as people, um, you know, being willing to abuse others and being willing to be abused in order to create art because people thought art was mm. that important. And he said, okay, there's something really wrong with that because art isn't worth that. Like that's sort of his, his thing. Art, art isn't, isn't worth, worth a, a human. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that, 
you know, we have to say, you know, what was it? Um, Reverend Paul Zoll, who's a mentor of my, my mom and dad's, uh, said people are more important than ideas. Wow. And yeah. so I think that our, our line as decent human beings, let alone Christians, you know, if you consider yourself a Christian, is that people are more important than art. Um, as wonderful as much as we love art. Yes. And so if there's a, you know, if there's some way in which this art is empowering people to hurt other people, yes, that's a yep. line we have to not cross. And I, oh, and go ahead. If, and then to a degree that our enjoyment of the art is causing us to hurt other people um, or causing, you know, other people we hurt, that's a line we shouldn't cross. Aside from that, it's a place where um, you can see what God, the good that God has made in art, even imperfect in, in, and yeah. in people, because God made all of it, uh, even if we corrupted it. Now, just to go along, we've kind of been assuming this, but we talked early on as an answer to, before we wrap up Please, the, yes, kind of the of question you, that you posed early on, which was, can you separate the art from the artist? Right. Which is the, and so we've talked about the practical things, but I think as Christians, as men of mm. faith, we believe that God is revealed through his creation. Yes. Right. That he is intrinsically Ooh, tied. Like when you see something this. beautiful, you know that God was behind it and created it. So intrinsically artwork does carry the image of yeah. the artist, whether we like it or not. So no, the answer is no, you cannot separate the art from the artist. Oh, you can't separate God from his creation. Wow, that is Boom. Or Chris, God's creation from God. Mic drop. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so good. Oh, I love it. Podcast we have mic drop. <laughs> exactly, yes. Wow, fantastic. Well, awesome. Okay, well, now we get on to the segment that we all know you're really all here for, <laughs> which is the blesses and curses. So we're talking about things that fit with this theme, which is sort of generally, you know, separating art from the artist you know, art we can either enjoy, even though there's complicated stuff behind it, or art we can't enjoy mm. with this complicated stuff behind it. So do you have yours all prepared? So this is an interesting one. We're, we're basically talking about art that we like made by people who are now canceled. Yes, exactly. So, yes. Um, I referenced a comedian earlier and his name was by the name of Louis C.K. And what? Yeah. <laughs> and I always really, really enjoyed his stand-up. Um, I thought it was insightful into humanity. And, and obviously a lot of people really, really enjoy stand-up. Right, yeah. He was, he was or, one of the biggest comedians in the world at the time. Exactly. Yeah. And and you talk so much about today, Joseph, which I really love this idea that not we're not monoliths. Essentially, oh, there's okay. good in people yeah. and there are and there's bad in people. And it was interesting, whenever I'd watch him, I would practice that. Even before he got canceled, I'd be like, Oh, I hate what he just said there. <laughs> yeah. But then you go into something like, wow, that's really insightful and good. So even before he got canceled, I was already practicing this um well good for you yeah yeah this well i totally disagree but i like this um yeah so i he would be someone who um i hesitate to say bless because that, that, that <laughs> yeah. sounds like i'm endorsing but he was someone that ended up being canceled that i really liked um now one reason it's interesting uh he used his comedy as a, very much of a confessional which right. is interesting so i wasn't that surprised when the allegations or things right. came out um and that's just an interesting thing. But it, that is, I guess, my quote unquote. I'm very careful. About yes. Bless. Yeah. But that bless, was as as we use bless on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, and but I guess the person that and this is an easy one. I know yeah. it's a slam dunk would be every. Well, how do I say this? Oh, wow. Um, I'm I'm cursing. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but it, it'd be the the work of Harvey Weinstein because. Sure. Um, because he didn't provide the artistic 
beautiful sure. aspect to what, whatever he did. He was, and, I, and again, I spoke in this earlier, he just provided the money, which made it so much easier to separate sure. for me. So he would be the person, I don't even know how, how what specifically I'm cursing, except sure. his work in these, sure. in these things. Um, and, I, and I curse it because if you are a person like, who is going to be canceled and you're doing yeah. terrible things, excuse yourself from beautiful projects <laughs> so they don't have to have your name on them. Huh, and yeah. so, um, yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm cursing, maybe just his actions, but his, sure, his role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should do an episode. So this is a we should, episode coming up about like, what should it take for somebody to come back from being canceled? Yes. We should do that at some point, but that's not the purview of this episode. But I was trying to think of something else. There, there are a lot, and I can't even think right now um, of, of what I would bless and there's also another I, I saw recently um rainy day in new york by woody sure, allen yeah and that's and i think we both enjoyed that movie it, it was a really well done movie and it was interesting for me to watch and like you said i saw the good parts of him and i saw the parts that struggled that ultimately right ended him and so that wasn't that's an interesting no, bless it, um, it's, it's a movie that that really does help you stay like okay empathizing with people who've done horrible things but yeah. it does also want you to empathize with people who do horrible things yeah. and then i'm going to curse my last mm. curse i'm doing bless curse bless curse is louis ck's new stand-up Ooh, edgy because um one it just wasn't as good as sure. old stuff and there could be a Multiple myriad of reasons, reasons for yeah. that um and two it seemed that he was using it to justify and lighten uh, his actions yeah. uh, or what's the word um um uh trivialize trivialize yeah his actions and that's when i Not said okay. i can't do that no. i can't get, i would have rather seen a real confession and a yeah. humbleness um but it used to be so insightful and honest about the human condition he wasn't insightful and honest yeah about the actions he had take and taken and how they'd hurt people so yeah. i'm going to both bless the stuff that um <laughs> bless louis yeah. ck stuff before yeah <laughs> and curse after so all that to say is this is actually really hard for me to figure out <laughs> yeah. the blesses and curses because one i do not want to endorse people who have displayed really destructive behavior um, and their artwork. But I also want to be honest in saying it has been a back and forth. How do I enjoy this? Should I enjoy yeah, it? Should exactly. I not? So um, yeah, so I don't know the answer, but those are a couple of things that I actually struggled with. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so those are those are my quote unquote blessings. Blessing yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say for me, I'm going to bless, I could, I could do a bunch of these for these, but I'm going to bless um, Baby Driver and Seven. Mm. Um, both have Kevin Spacey in them and both of them are phenomenal movies, but they both have Kevin Spacey, of course, playing a really horrible person. So it's totally, it's very easy to watch. So it's like, oh yeah, he's being honest and authentic about who he is. (laughs) And that only adds to the art. Now, I mean, Baby Driver is a little bit redemptive of him. And so, you know, that's a bit where I'm a bit like, "Mm." you start feeling the twinge, feeling the twinge, but it's still an amazing movie. And as I know, Baby Driver is a movie, I mean, you know, Seven is a movie about like, when the world is so sucky and horrible, is it still worth fighting for? Yeah. And that message is still there and still exists in there. And Baby Driver is about like, even if you're, you know, have done bad things, can you find redemption if you own up to them Mm. and face the consequences for them? And that's still there. The fact that Kevin Spacey is a part of it doesn't take away from that fact. Mm. Particularly because, well, yeah, but that's a whole other thing. But so I, I'm the the thing I'm going to then I will curse a couple. I'm gonna curse. I think how was this? Um, I'm I am going to curse Chinatown, even though it's wow. one of, considered one of the you know greats of yeah. films, um, because it is ultimately a film that does celebrate nihilism and that 
evil ultimately triumphs. Mm. And I also, I, I don't know, somebody can explain to me, I don't think it's a terribly original detective story. <laughs> I, think it has some, I think it has some twists in it, but I was like, no, I've, I've seen all the good, most of the good stuff in here and other things. And so I was like, yes, but like, but it is ultimately an expression of nihilism and an expression of evil always wins, which is very on theme with it's in Rosemary's Baby. It's yeah. in most of the stuff he did. And I think that that celebration of that is indicative of the artist. And, and maybe why he ended up doing that philosophy, philosophy actually, that precisely. worldview actually affected the the reasons why he did things. Precisely for that. And, and also I'm going to curse Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, okay. Partly because I think it's, you know, it's very self-indulgent art, <laughs> extremely self-indulgent, but also it's really difficult for me knowing that Quentin Tarantino you know, was a good friend of Harvey Weinstein's. Mm. And, you know, you know, if everybody knew what Harvey Weinstein did and Quentin Tarantino didn't, it's like, you know, he had to be very naive or he's a good liar. But the thing is, it's made its way into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because yeah. the movie celebrates a man who apparently killed his wife and everybody around wow. him kind of um, like, looks the other way about it. But he's so good at what he does. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I... And so that thing of like, you know, that maybe Quentin Tarantino did with Harvey Weinstein has made its way into a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. And so I think that that makes the art, that's a place where knowing the artist has made the arts a little bit harder to swallow. And can that, that, that attitude mentality is, can actually have negative ramifications exactly, on the world around us. to hurt real people. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I do something terrible, but I can still be cool like Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, so that's, that's would be my curse once upon a time in Hollywood. So now I have a moral reason to dislike nice. it and not just oh, this, is a, this is a rough lessons and curses <laughs> it session really for was, me. It yeah. really was. Talk about the people I liked before they got canceled. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, without defending them. Right. Of um, course. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, uh, and, I want, yeah. Before we end, yeah, I want please. to make sure that uh, if you have any questions or thoughts about how wrong or right we were, yep. we'd love to hear from you. Please go to overthinkersjournal.com. We'll be putting out some great articles soon, and you can learn more about the hosts, uh, Joseph and I, and you can get in touch um, with us and tell us all your thoughts. Also, another great place that we have going right now, mm. and now hundreds of people are there, which we, I can't even believe. It's amazing. Seriously. Yeah, is the Overthinkers online Facebook group. It's a private group where we post articles and memes and have daily discussions and questions, and there are hundreds of people who are taking um, taking part in this, and it's just been such a wonderful experience. It is good-natured. It is healthy. It is fun. It's about all the deep stuff that we talk here, the deep and fun stuff that we talk here. Um, but it's also a place where it, it really is goodwill and good hearts and people, even when they're arguing or having fun. So please, we'd love to have you there. We'd love to see um, see your face and your profile there in the discussions, talking about all these things. That it really is a great place. So it's the Overthinkers on Facebook. It's a private group. Search it and uh, submit, and we'd love to see you. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, go to nathanclarkson.me and find me on social media. And Joseph, how can people get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me. I'm on all the socials and I'm also on my own website, josephholmstudios.com. Yes. So thank you very much for being here, Nathan. You're welcome. Thank you very much for being here. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. 